Anyway, that's dark. Woo! Tonight on Rogue Padre. <laughs> Droid sexism. The only man in the galaxy who doesn't know job is dead. <laughs> Time may be fake, but Zooch Berry Juice isn't. <laughs> and will Lando ever learn his lesson? Spoiler, no. See, also, will Rogue Potter ever learn their lesson and stop reading these books? Spoiler. <laughs> no, no. no. Not until <laughs> Absolutely they're done. not. I learned nope, my lesson got... a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of this you learned it all. This is you my worst and best contribution to Rogue Quadrant because I was the one who originally was like, we should read Club of Darth Vader. Won't that be fun? That's right. Listen, it was you. This is all your fault. These are it's the only fault. books in which I get to slack off and be like the rest of you. So uh, it's fine. <laughs> this is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six standing by. Rogue Seven standing by. Rogue Nine standing by. Rogue Three standing by. Welcome to season 24, Mission 2, episode 184, probably, of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we'll be doing the first half of Jedi Prince colon Zorba the Hutt's Revenge, which is... <laughs> That's book- a real title <laughs> that is- got published by a publishing company. Is this we book talk- three or book four? Three. This three. is book three of the Jedi Prince Glove of Darth Vader series. Can we talk about how in this series alone we now have Zorba the Hutt, there were space whales uh, in the first book. <laughs> Honestly, the biodiversity and these books has been really great yeah. um, and something that I feel like current modern sci-fi is not so good at anymore yeah and we got some really good sort of like droid rights expansion of sort of the exploration of droids in this galaxy like i feel like a lot of really rich meaty stuff to dig into this time around i feel like you're not being sincere but i was being sincere (laughs) but also i don't know because i did not do the reading Uh, anyway before we before we jump into that Here's a quick reminder of our hosts. If Danny, Rogue Six, was a strategy to avoid talking about your feelings in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I want you to know this was the least sad topic I could think of tonight. <laughs> they would be bringing up your friends and your concern for them. So you talk about your friends' feelings rather than your own feelings. Wait, no, that's just that's just how you do therapy. <laughs> it's important to process everyone in your life's feeling because you can learn if you, if you process mm. your friends you can learn about yourself mm. by sort of reflecting yourself no. into oh. it, no. doing it doing it wrong it's like it's like a mirror sort of thing and, doing it and like like wrong. it's not it's not Might all I about suggest me you, get you know a new therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah therapy is the one time it's all about you and it should be <laughs> 
Yeah. Let it be about you. Saf, Rogue Seven, would be laughing about everything and trying to make like everything's real cool and rad and not as bad as it seems. <laughs> yeah. These are getting. I do like to. I do like to make the jokes. Yeah, these are a little too on the note. <laughs> I do like to make the jokes. <laughs> we're these we're are all getting things, called out. These are all things <laughs> that I do. So, Listen, but we're all getting called out by all of them because yeah. so far I'm two for two. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Heath Rogue Three would be a family emergency. <laughs> dip have. out i just i just don't go I got, like teddy just gets on your back and you're like i have to leave that's Sorry. a family emergency <laughs> can't do it today Maybe Sorry, my tomorrow. son's being adorable i'll see you let's it. make an appointment for 18 years from now <laughs> we'll see if i'm still alive <laughs> we'll see if any of us are still alive Woo! um ash rogue nine would start describing all of their D&D campaigns because your therapist is also a nerd. Um, and that'll take way more than 50 minutes. Why did you have to come from my throat specifically with this? I the feel first, the disproportionately attacked. Said. The first 30 minutes of my therapy session this afternoon was, oh, so I've been DMing and here's how it goes. This is what I feel about making combat. <laughs> and then he had to be like, hey, what happened with like all that work stuff? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and I'm Meg, Rogue Leader. And I would simply be canceling last minute and paying the charge <laughs> because I am too old and too tired to pretend that I'm not just avoiding it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a great tweet the other day that was like, therapist, oh, wow, let's unpack that. Me, no, 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 no. I spent many, many, many years packing it, packing it's that packed. up nice and neat. Like, it's no, we're not unpacking. We are not unpacking Look, it. it's got a little bow on it. Yeah. <laughs> I put like, it away like, nicely in a corner for the rest of time. It's like yeah, when you I've go through TSA and they're like, sorry, we're going to have to go through all your stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no that's no, my I'm stuff. Not. That's my stuff. And it is, it is barely fitting in that bag. Yeah, good yeah. luck putting it and back. And they give it back, and I it's not the way you packed it. Back in the bag. It. <laughs> yeah, they can't get the bag closed again after they go through it all. Yeah. Well, they just like explode your bag of oats all over it. <laughs> I sorry, your oats in your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I is think this is the point where we so lost the metaphor. Speaking <laughs> of oats in your clothes, I have a question Way too Look, specific. I'm still <laughs> mad about that. Okay, <laughs> like, like, still, st- like, like, what did they think? They were gonna find oats? something in the oats. <laughs> Are we just talking about your clothes, therapist like still? A bag of I forgot this was about therapy. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we're just pitching about. Now it's just group therapy. Just airing our grievances about TSA. <laughs> like the time they thought my my uh, digital recorder was a taser. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm pretty sure they thought my mic was like a pipe bomb at some point. Um, which in hindsight they showed me the x-ray yeah. for it and i was like oh yeah that does look yeah like that a looks like a bomb <laughs> yeah yeah TSA no i doesn't see really what know. I see, yeah. tsa just doesn't know how to deal with tech not tech tech devices that aren't like a laptop or a tablet that they're not seeing 20 times a day like if it's something that they see a couple times a day they're like wait what i don't know what that is and they must don't know how to process it yeah must <laughs> yeah, be must, it must be, be something like that you want to blow up the plate with 
It's like, yeah. no, no, no. People just I, have microphones. Those are just my feelings. I <laughs> I remember I was coming home from visiting John and I had a piece of apple pie in my carry-on bag. <laughs> that was for breakfast. It was an early flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were like, this is a liquid. And I'm like, it's pie. It's pie. <laughs> this is not a liquid. <laughs> it's a really bad pie if it's a liquid. Right. And I was like, I was just like, I will, I will stand in front of you and eat it right now. If that's what I'm not throwing this away. <laughs> liquid. Yeah. Okay. I have a question about Star Wars. Speaking of liquids. Um, I'm going to steal something from the Skyhoppers podcast because ever since we talked about this. I, I think about it at least once a week. Um, they regularly ask, is something edible on their podcast? So, um, new Gunray, are they edible? Okay. So, for terms of this discussion, we need to define edible. Um, because this is very if it's just, yeah. if it's just, I mean, can you eat actual, it? Yeah. Can you eat is it? Is the discussion a debate about whether new Gunray is Is new Gunray edible? Yes. So edible means that you can eat it and it will not make like kill you. So are we debating the term edible or are we debating what new gunray is? We're no, debating we, if new gunray is edible. I'm just saying that we have to all agree that edible means you can eat him and he won't poison you. Yeah, that sounds fair. So yes, I think okay, so. Okay, let me just look like, that up real quick. <laughs> all of him or can yeah, parts right. of him be that's edible? That's what I'm thinking. I, uh, parts the- of him are and parts <laughs> of him are not. By this definition, he looks very. Because there are like, definitely parts of Newt Gunray that would poison you instantly if you ate them. I mean, yeah. is the meat edible? I guess <laughs> <laughs> he looks very like cottagey. I think it's all gristle. I think yeah, it's all like a gelatinous. Think... I mean, do you think? Do you think that they have like? like calcium bones or do you think they have cartilage bones like a shark i don't know if they have bones wow time that it took us to get to bones <laughs> new record do you want to do bones, bones and sharks all in one fell swoop it's still shark every week is shark week um, <laughs> if, you re- if you really believe in yourself every week is every shark week is shark week um if you had your priorities straight <laughs> uh i mean I mean, I think, I think that they have a calcium, I think that they have calcium-based bones. I don't think it's cartilage-based bones, and I don't think that they have no I'm bones. not saying that the bones are cartilage, I'm saying he just looks like cartilage. Yeah, I, I, I am just saying that, like, because of the way that they are bipedal, that, like, I think they have a stronger structure than, like, say, sharks, um, because, like, they just Gravity. are made to be buoyant, right? Um, but like these these fuckos are walking around. Um, yeah, it's not like Nemoidians are an aquatic species or whatever. Yeah, as far as we know. And even if they are, they're amphibious, right? Like they can spend time out on land and they're fine. Um, okay, I have an important follow-up question. Mm-hmm. To, and and I apologize that this is basically Suara bait, but does Newt oh, Gunnery have hair under his hat? I don't think so. I think, no, he doesn't. Canonically? Are you saying this because you know canonically he does? No, I'm just, pretty sure. No, I'm I really sure. want to imagine that there's an incredible hairdo underneath that hat. 
Hang on. Okay, Newt Gunray. No, it looks to me like Google. Don't put that in your Google search. It looks to me like we already got Newt Gunray edible. So like this is this is one of the least offensive things in my Google search. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is fine. Oh no. Okay. Okay. It looks like Nemoidians don't have hair. He doesn't have hair because under that hat, he's got all his technology to make his face work. It's like how if you x-ray Kermit the Frog, he's got a hand inside of him. No, no, real new Gunray obviously has a lot of technology making his face work. Um, (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Jeff, I saw saw the same image. I would like to I saw the same image that you're trying to describe to everybody else. (laughs) You're doing a great job. That's just a skull, Seth. Nobody knows what I'm being serious about. No. <laughs> That's just the but no, soul. I don't think he is here because I don't want to imagine. I don't need another Zobo the Hut in my life. Man has no hair. Okay, then bonus listener question. Can our listeners please Photoshop their favorite hairdos on Newt Gunray, please? Just for science. <laughs> I hate that. Um, Look, I've even got a template that they can use. I mean, this is the perfect photo to Photoshop hair haircuts on. Not oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I would Perfect. like to I would like to to present my opinion of I think any part of Newt Gunray would kill you. That's fair. Mm. Just, the ra- just the racism, you know, would <laughs> I mm. mean that's pretty toxic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would is all of Newt Gunray racist or just certain parts of Newt Gunray? No, the entirety of <laughs> the entire Newt Gunray. Entirely. That's very the aura of racism has permeated his his yeah. You know how some people say I don't have a racist bone in my body? New gun <laughs> rate has racist bones in his <laughs> body. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. I he has bones. Anyway, I know that's not a discussion. Um I don't know. I feel like he could be poisonous to some creatures. But maybe he's not poisonous to certain creatures and they feast upon the Nemoidians. Like other newt gun rays, I mean, carnivorous or ca- uh, cannibalistic species. These guys, oh. I'm gonna say that these guys do not look like the apex predators of their world. So I no. do think you're correct. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they really don't. This 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 fucko bucko is not at the top of the food chain. You you do not become like part of the trade federation or some shit if you're an apex predator. Yeah, this is not an alpha. <laughs> That's compensating for like being eaten by something else on your planet yeah they're like oh i need power <laughs> better work with palpatine i guess that ah, who fucking knows <laughs> <laughs> i mean we probably should but fuck that um this was actually a great question ash <laughs> <laughs> i love this question it's a great question <laughs> am i am i leading this or is Sam oh leading shit this? am i i can lead it yeah i'll lead it uh okay it sure as hell isn't me, rating. as we learned. Two <laughs> <ago>. <laughs> right. I legitimately, two hours ago, for context for the listeners, was like, oh, fuck. I was the one who was supposed to write show notes, wasn't I? I was not the one who was supposed to write show notes. No, it was me. It was That's Seth. just where my head's at these days. So. <laughs> um, so first important note is that we do get a dramatis persona, as we always do with these books. And um, it felt important to list Twilight Alien. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's going to be an important character in the series. I think. I'm so disappointed. But we will watch <laughs> Twilight Alien with great interest. <laughs> I do apologize. I did not put Twilight Alien into the notes. So the people that haven't read the book do not know where they appear. Oh, man. Well, I will not read until the, the book. second half of the book. I will not read <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, they might appear. Who fucking knows in these books, honestly? <clears throat> the adventure continues. It was an era of darkness, a time when the evil empire ruled the galaxy. Fear and terror spread across every planet and moon as the empire tried to crush all who resisted, but still Rebel Alliance survived. Rebel Alliance was formed by heroic men, women, and aliens. Three genders. genders. United United against the empire in a valiant fight for freedom and justice in the galaxy. I've always known that. I mean, like, same, but... I'm a droid, the secret fourth gender. Um. <laughs> Luke Skywalker joined the Alliance after his uncle purchased a pair of droids known as C-3PO and R2-D2. The droids were on a mission to save the beautiful Princess Leia. Leia, an Alliance leader, was a captive of the Empire. In his quest to save Princess Leia, Luke was assisted by Han Solo, the dashing pilot of the spaceship Millennium Falcon and Han's co-pilot, Chewbacca, a hairy alien known as a Wookiee. <laughs> Han gets to be dashing, but Chewbacca's a hairy alien. <laughs> <laughs> the important things. Han and, and Luke really, eventually... it's the other way around, let's be honest. Yeah. The dashing Chewbacca, yeah, and the hairy Dashing man. Chewbacca and weird hairy. <laughs> <laughs> Man's got hair under that vest. Um... I feel like the best observation I ever heard about Han Solo and Chewbacca was it's it's a man and his dog, but Han is the dog. Yeah, Han's definitely the dog. Yeah. Um. Ha- okay. Han but, and Luke. Sorry. Just that. Let's see how this is. There's that really cute. There's that really handsome picture of Chewbacca from the Star Wars manga, where like <laughs> he's just so fucking handsome, and his fur is like windswept, and he has these sparkly eyes, like peak peak ek man like beautiful man like (laughs) that artist understood what was up (laughs) yeah that artist understood because it was a manga and therefore superior (laughs) han and luke eventually succeeded in rescuing the rebel princess but their struggle against the empire did not end there luke and his ragtag group of rebel freedom fighters battled armor-clad stormtroopers and mile-long star destroyers finally they destroyed two of the empire's mightiest weapons the imperial death stars which were as big as moons and powerful enough to explode entire planets. In the course of Hasn't his adventures- Hasn't it been like an age old fandom debate about like of Star Destroyers? Don't, don't even like get that The answer is literally don't right even... here. Why Do are we debating this? There's different types of Star Destroyers, I think. Don't, let's not, let's not. We've got, we've got ship people who listen to this podcast. Let's not start this. It's not us. Or else they will be in our mention. Surprisingly at, uh, for Rogue Danny Turtle uh, or at Danny Purgle or whatever the hell your Twitter ad is. Just at Danny on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, not the rest of us. We're not involved in this. <laughs> if you at me about Star Wars ships of the mechanical variety on Twitter, I will block you. Um- <laughs> you can at me. I'll just send you the screen cap of this. The- this uh, Legends novel that clearly answers all questions about the length of Star Destroyer lengths. In the course of his adventures, Luke sought out the wise old hermit, Obi-Wan Kenobi, who became one of Luke's teachers in the way of the Jedi Knights. 
The Jedi Knights, an ancient society of brave and noble warriors, were the protectors of the Old Republic in the days before the Empire was formed. The Jedi believe that victory comes not from just physical strength, but from a mysterious power called the Force. The Force lies hidden deep within all things. It has two sides. One side that can be used for good, the other the dark side, the power of absolute evil. Among those who followed the dark side were two evil Imperial leaders, Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine. After their death, a three-eyed mutant tyrant rose to lead the Empire, Trioculus. However, he was an imposter who falsely claimed to be the Emperor's son. He was secretly in love with Princess Leia and hoped that one day he would persuade her to betray the Rebel Alliance and join the Empire as yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about all of this. <laughs> uh, it wasn't very secret. It was just creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Trioculus was warned by Kadan, the supreme prophet of the dark side, that his reign as Empire would come to a sudden and tragic end if he failed to find and destroy a certain Jedi prince. The prince, Ken, was only 12 years old. <laughs> he was raised by droids in an underground city known as the Lost City of the Jedi. It was there, in the Jedi Library, that Ken had learned certain Imperial secrets that, if revealed, could threaten Trioculus's rule. Trioculus was unable to find Pause. either Ken just, or the... Yes? If you're reading this... Sorry, if you're reading that last paragraph, like, can you tell where the Star Wars trilogy ends <laughs> and the Jedi Prince trilogy begins? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's a pretty clear... Like, when does it there. go? Like, the first half is, like, batshit insane, and then the second half is just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being like 10 reading this or eight. Yeah. Imagine being the part of Star Wars that makes less sense. <laughs> <laughs> Trioculus was unable to find either Ken or the Lost City. However, Luke Skywalker was able to succeed where Trioculus had failed. Having located the Jedi Prince, Luke invited Ken to leave the underground city and join the Rebel Alliance, even though he was only 12 years old. Many creatures in the galaxy followed the treacherous path of the dark side. Among them, a greedy alien gangster known as Jabba the Hutt. Jabba lived in a palace on the desert planet Tatooine. Han Solo should have known better than to do business with Jabba. <laughs> like all of the slug-like <laughs> They're They're really just talking about the entire fucking trilogy. Yeah, yeah. This is not just last time on Jedi Prince. This no. is last time on My child have you seen um, Star who's Wars? presumably seen Star Wars because they're reading a fucking Star Wars book. Let me give you a plot synopsis of this movie you've never watched called Star Wars. To be fair. Look, this part is important to this particular book. Yeah, this is important. Jabba lived by the law of revenge. So when Han refused to pay his debts, Jabba offered to pay a rich reward to any bounty hunter who would bring him Han Solo. Alive or dead? Of the two choices, it was hard to say at the time which would have been more merciful for Han. <laughs> As it turned out, Han was delivered to Jabba alive, frozen trapped. Frozen alive. Trapped inside a solid block of carbonite. In a state of suspended animation, Han was unable to move his body and his mind was trapped in a terrifying murky fog. Jabba the Hutt decided to display the carbonite block that encased Han Solo. He hung it up in his palace like a trophy for all his visitors to see. With help from Luke Skywalker, C-3PO, R2-D2, Chewbacca, Lando Calrissian, and Princess Leia, Han Solo was eventually rescued and revived. In the meantime, the bloated hut oh, had taken Princess Leia as his prisoner, keeping her chained beside him. But Leia was able to escape. 
killing Jabba in self-defense. She twisted her chain around his fat neck and kept on twisting it until Jabba gra- gasped his final wretched breath. The galaxy was rid of the vicious, blubbering beast at last. The word of Jabba's death spread from planet to planet throughout the galaxy. The news never reached the dungeons of the mudball planet known as Kip. It was there on Kip that Zorba the Hutt had been imprisoned long ago for illegally mining precious gemstones. But within the first year after Jabba the Hutt's death, Kip was conquered by alien pilots and Zorba was released from prison. The pygmy aliens of the mudball planet had never figured out how to fly Zorba's spaceship, the Zorba Express. So the spaceship was still waiting for him, docked at the same muddy cliff where it had been left. The Zorba Express? The Zorba Express. (laughs) Is it it an X and then press? (laughs) Unfortunately not. I think it is. I think it is. I think they're just cowards. Like, there's so much problematic shit that we could dissect with that paragraph, but we really just need to talk a lot about the Zorba Express. Well, that's the thing, is that we know the parts that are extremely problematic. Yeah. um, And it's how they refer to, like, huts and also in Star Wars, like, anybody who's evil is always, like, corpulent and fat and etc. But Zorba Express? (laughs) I mean, listen... Ken Palpatine was also uninspired, but Zorba <laughs> Express. We needed to take <laughs> a minute to acknowledge the fact that uh, this book was published before Dark Apprentice. So Kip Duran was named by Kevin J. Anderson after the mudball planet Kip. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an honorable reference to Zorba the Hutt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zorba dug up his hidden supply of gemstones, then climbed aboard a spaceship, setting his course for Tatooine. Zorba fully expected to find his son Jabba alive and well, happy to welcome his father back to his palace, but a shocking surprise awaited Zorba. The fury of a hut was about to be unleashed. A fury known as Zorba the Hut's Revenge. Ba-bum! What an opening crawl! It's like you know, you know, Spaceballs. The joke is like it's the opening of a new hope where this ship just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, this is like that, but it's just like the opening crawl that just keeps going yeah. and going and going. Like, stop, <laughs> stop telling us about the movies. We've seen the Luke movies. Skywalker, assisted by C3PO and R2D2 and Lando Calrissian and Boba Fett and like 37 Ewoks and the entirety of Tatooine <laughs> and Amperu's ghost. Like, <laughs> I like that it explained the force for us. I don't know what we would have done without that. I mean, that really, it really just shows that this book was made for like eight-year-olds. This is like the the junior reader series of- This is like, you you find out you're like, your nephew likes movies. So you're like, oh, this is about a movie. So you buy this for them for Christmas. <laughs> it's for that kid who's never watched Star Wars before. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one single kid. Um, I don't know why I'm making fun of that. I have plenty of friends who've never seen Star Wars. Uh, don't know why they're my friends, but they are. Luke plans Han's sky housewarming gift as he's on the way to the party with Ken. Remember Ken? He exists. They discuss buying a housekeeping droid, which Ken points out isn't like having a wife because Han's a bachelor because it's just a robot. Okay, which is- before we get into that, we just have to like acknowledge the connective tissue. Like like in book two, Han wanted a sky house. And now in book yeah. three, Han has bought a sky house. So like these got- threads connection. It's beautiful. Him and Leia really are beautiful broken stuff. up at this point, right? 
it's they complicated they're it's yeah they switched facebook yeah they switched their facebook status too it's complicated yeah it's complicated Um, like they they never switched it off of that no but han they were married and it was still that okay cupid profile that doesn't show his face and he's like i gotta keep it secret for work uh because you know i work in the government It's terrible. But nobody else wants to put up with him, so he doesn't get any matches. No, zero matches. Um, so three three fifths of the people in this ship are robots. So great work, Ken. Uh after everything we've done for you, Chip Laments, you call us just robots. Chip is uh, right. I think I I think in the end the lesson here is that Han should just learn how to clean. <laughs> also, wait, how are they fitting all these people into a Y-Wing? Wait, what's that? <laughs> Was that the problem? Was that Han didn't tidy? Like they're like, oh, we'll get him a because because he's a he's a bachelor and he needs help cleaning his sky house. So we'll get him a housekeeping <laughs> droid to clean his okay. sky house for this bachelor. Okay, I admit that I was not listening. I was posting pictures of handsome Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they break up? I don't know. It's not oh, like okay. synopsis. It wasn't no. They broke up because Han was being an idiot. I mean, that yeah. checks out. And Leia was working too much or something to that effect. Okay. Yeah, and he was like, well, then I'm going to go build a sky house in Bespin. Sometimes people have to work too much. Okay, Han. Yeah. I know. Okay. He, learns to be, he learns to be a house husband. So he gets there eventually. Oh. Um, not too yeah, dissimilar I don't know how... from what they're doing in canon right now, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, a l- little bit, except we don't have to deal with trioculus. <laughs> there's no tri- <laughs> can confirm tri-clops. there's no trioculus in Princess and the Scoundrel. And no triclops, yeah, unfortunately. Uh I haven't read it. I don't know why I'm confirming that, but I'm pretty sure if there was I a have read in there, I would have heard first chapter. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I really want to know what fucked up Y Wing they're in to fit all these people in there. Uh, but anyway, wide wing. It's a wide wing. It's a wide wing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, don't worry about the house wing that they're heading to. They're going to go to Tatooine to go to Droid Fest so they can buy a droid. Uh, talk about last minute. This has very big Corrin Horn looking for his wife energy. Droid, droid Fest? <laughs> they're going to Droid Fest, which is the best place to buy droids. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not even like a cool music festival. It's literally just like a yard sale. The Jawas are like having a big yard sale. <laughs> Okay, but now I'm thinking about like a droid music festival, but yes, like right? all of all of the droids are wearing like you know skimpy music festival gear like humans do. <laughs> they were like the crochet uh, bikinis. Yeah, the crochet bikini tops and like the <laughs> Daisy Dukes and like boots, <laughs> like knee high boots for some reason, and like they all have glitter on their on their they like got those fucking like rave bracelets. Yeah, they're totally there's a raving. disco ball sticking out of an R two unit. Yes. <laughs> oh hell yes. Yes. Okay, I would go to a I would go to a robot music festival, and that's the only music festival I would go to. <laughs> I think save. Unfortunately, that's not what Droid Fest is. Uh, <laughs> Droid Fest sucks. Conveniently, Droid Fest is close to Java's Palace. Apparently, nobody's moved. I think this is an excuse for exposition because apparently nobody's moved into Java's Palace because they couldn't find his will after he died. And apparently, that's an important thing on Tatooine is needing somebody's will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you referring to the document titled JTHW? No, 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 don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't oh, spoil it. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Job of the Hut, Crime Lord. 
they're worried about his will <laughs> yeah he didn't leave a, they couldn't find his will so they don't know what to do with this place so the government took it over and they briefly they briefly turned it into the tattooing retirement home for aged aliens <laughs> but then they ran out budget for that so i guess they just threw the aged aliens into the desert okay or they that died sounds fucking amazing <laughs> and i'm gonna write that down and i'm gonna make it a i'm gonna make it a thing yeah java's java's thing. palace as a retirement home for uh, aliens is like the best version of java's palace that's that we've what seen boba yet. fett does with it after book of yeah <laughs> yeah you're right actually <laughs> make a retirement village yeah because dude needs to retire as well because listen back to tanks for all <laughs> and, and fennec shan keep keeps making jokes about how uh they have a bed waiting for they have a room waiting for him in the retirement home. Well, listen, <laughs> chrysanthemum is that his name chrysanthemum 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 he got shot so no. many times. We, no, we, we are calling him Chrysanthemum from now on. <laughs> he got shot so many times that, like, he should retire at this point. <laughs> he, sh- he was in, like, a gladiator coliseum of some shit. Like, dude, retire. Dude, retire. Just just go around. Spend all day playing bingo with the other yeah. aged yeah. I mean, at least at the end of uh, Boba Fett, like, they were all just vibing and hanging out, so maybe yeah. he is getting some kind of retirement now. So. Um, he's getting some Melu runs and shit. You know, some classic Star Wars references. <laughs> he just gets Melu runs, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they buy a droid called KT-18. Uh, she prefers Kate. Uh, I looked her up. She has... She has... <laughs> I looked her up and she has a sculpted face with lips. Uh, I felt like that was important. Because of course they buy not. a female droid to be the housekeeping droid, even though they, they make sure to state that there are male housekeeping droids. Um, Why does she have sculpted lips? <laughs> I don't know, because she's a lady. For kissing. <laughs> no! Uh, and then they this tell is, her to... This is horrifying. To be clear, I'm not against kissing droids. But in this universe, I feel like these droids cannot give consent and they are not no. treated like people. So that's my problem. To be fair, the problem is that they are sentient, but they're not treated like people. Yeah, that's and that's my, where the problem comes in. Yeah, that's yeah. my problem. Like, droids should be able to kiss whoever they want with whatever kind of lips they want. But yeah. like... K2SO would beg to differ. Well, no, wait. Who's the one from Solo? L3? L3, L3. I mean, I feel like K2SO I prefer not to think about L3. K2SO has ever talked about kissing anybody canonically. (laughs) Canonically not, I can say that. Because we know he's kissing kissing Cassian. Andor comes out next next, uh, month, so we'll see. Find out. (laughs) If they kiss, I will lose it. I feel like I need to make an Andor bingo card. Hold on. What kind of bingo card? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know exactly what I said. I'm gonna fly to America purely to just Meg almost she almost fell for it, Danny. She almost did it. <laughs> Saf, she almost fell for it. Let's meet up and then kick, go and kick Danny's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm flying over just for that. <laughs> Don't worry, my summer um, has already done that to me. <laughs> uh so they oh, they, no. it, they tell Kate. To keep her advice on manners and marriage on the lowdown because Han is a man and he doesn't need that shit. 3PO does a whole sexism about this and Luke calls him out on it. Luke, feminist hero. 
Yeah, 3PO does a whole thing about like, oh, wow, she's really technologically modern for a female droid. And Luke's like, hang on, I've read the stats and I know that female and male droids are equal in technological advancements. I'm going to throw up. (laughs) Luke Skywalker is so woke. <laughs> the fact that he's like read the stats on it, he's aware of this. Like, so, like I read a book about start feminism. talking about the droid wage gap in a second. What the fuck is what? This? this? The wage gap is that they don't get paid. Yeah, the wage gap is that they're all treated like servants. It's a one hundred percent. Um. <laughs> Also, I, there's no like predetermined number of female and male droid. It's just something you program into a droid. <laughs> a droid can be any gender. I hate Star Wars. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> feminist Luke. <laughs> <laughs> we need more of that. Is you know, it's Luke Skywalker with oh, one of those pink hats from the March in 2016. Oh, don't say that. Don't don't, don't do that to Luke. Don't Luke do that to Skywalker Luke. is a white feminist. Oh, he's a white for, feminist yeah. for yeah, sure. Like, he uh, he thinks that like all we need is equality, but then doesn't understand what equity means. I feel know? like Luke Skywalker's the kind of guy to be like, no, I'm not necessarily a feminist. I'm more of an egalitarian. I'm a humanist. <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that still doesn't um, work <laughs> in this context well uh, suddenly out of the sand clouds I guess arrive a bunch of Tuscans who are mad because the Jawas are using the holy burial grounds but according to the Jawas it belongs to the government now so it's okay <laughs> That's not no it's that not works. <laughs> okay so the Jawas are colonizers now is that what's happening the Jawas I, mean, I feel like they always have been I mean, Jawas are kind of known for taking shit that doesn't belong to them. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what planet they come from because they're like on every planet. I mean, yeah. Are they? Yeah, are they indigenous to Tatooine, or did they come from another planet? I don't think they are, but who knows? The evolution, like evolutionarily, like the way that they are, doesn't seem to have come from Tatooine. Maybe they were displaced from Tatooine many thousands of years ago, and they're just reclaiming all of their ancient birthright. Yeah, right now I'm not really gonna get on the Jawas case. I think out of everybody, <laughs> like out of out of the the majority of people on Dadoween, I'm not gonna really get on the Jawas case. <laughs> out of the they're low. In they're this low on the list. Alone, of... I feel like the Jawas are at the bottom of the yeah. list. <laughs> uh, Luke tells Ken to get the droids to the speeder, and then fights on. He's surrounded or whatever. Uh, and it doesn't matter because now we're going to Zorba the Hut, who's very thank excited goodness. I'm so excited. About- <laughs> don't learn about Zorba the Hut. Can we just talk about his beard for a second? No. <laughs> He's got a beard and it's braided and it's so obviously a wig. How? Okay. Because I was like, Zorba's, canonically. Zorba is the Yaddle of the Jedi Prince series. Legends. Zorba walks so, ga- so Yaddle could run. <laughs> <laughs> canonically, Legends Meg, it's not a wig. The book does not state it's a wig, but if you look at it, it's a wig. Like if this was a movie, it would definitely be a oh, wig. It would absolutely you know? be a wig. It would be on top of the Jabba Papa, yeah. Um, after, after prison, he's very excited for the life of luxury awaiting him at Java's palace, uh, while he's on a spaceship, the Zorba Express. Um, <clears throat> but he doesn't know Java's dead. So the eyeball droid at the palace tells him that Java no longer lives here, which is certainly one way to put it. Anyways, now there's no huts allowed. It's policy. Okay. Hold on. I have a problem with that. Like, that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> you don't even know all of the huts everywhere unless we have been mistaken this whole time and huts are not 
a species, but like this one specific family. It's totally possible that like huts aren't what they're called. It's like the it's like they're a crime family, mm. like the mafia. Um, I know that. I mean, every pop- other species in Star Wars is named after the planet they're from, so maybe they're actually Kips. Ugh. I don't um, think he's from Kip. He was just there mining diamonds illegally. I, oh wait, the Hut planet is called T- Malhutta or something. Yeah, it's uh. Oh, so they're nails. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every Hut we've seen has basically been related to Jabba. So honestly, any theory could go here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, sorry. I mean, they also off. all their names are something the hut. Like, is that a family name or is like literally every hut in the galaxy of that species is something the hut? This is Bob. <laughs> It'd be like if you, we were all like Saf the human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Finn the human and Jake the dog. They're from uh, Adventure. Super Man. off topic at this point, but Jawas are native to Tashmin. Thank you, Heath. Shit, thank you. Oh, Somebody's go. doing the research for once in Rogue Padre. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> Zorba immediately heads to Moss Eisley to find out the news. The cantina is accessible to huts thanks to Jabba, so Jabba did some good on tattooing. Uh, he notices a wanted poster for the Jedi Prince, who Emperor Trioculus wants desperately. Grand Moff Hissa is also here, I guess. Uh, the wanted poster doesn't even show Ken's face, so I don't know how they <laughs> expect anyone to find him. <laughs> Somebody, I think that I think the unnamed Twi'lek asks Grand Moff Hissa for more information, and Hissa's like, ah. Um, so he's doing a great oh, job. Sorry, what what is Hissa like, Saf? Uh there wasn't enough hissing in that. Oh wait, yeah. yeah uh, that's, that's not your <laughs> <laughs> um Hissa is the person who informed Zorba that his son is dead, murdered by Princess Leia. Zorba swears on some hot ancestor that he's gonna get vengeance. He hires 10 bounty hunters to join him to re- as he returns to the palace. Okay, you said, sorry, you said he swears on hot ancestors. Yeah, I, I heard hot ancestors as well. <laughs> I heard hot sisters. No. Oh, hot sisters. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to these hot sisters. He just points to two, like, hot sisters that are just vibing in the kitchen. No, yeah, I, I swear upon these hot the, twins. The, two, the fucking the twins. twins from the yeah, twins. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear upon these hot twins, I will get vengeance. And they're they like, were, oh, buddy. those twins were either mentioned somewhere in these chapters or in the Princess and the Scoundrel because I definitely read their names in the last I'm going to die. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it. From a, didn't book. they get it from a certain point of view chapter? Yeah. Amazing. Stop yeah, they did, but Momo and Nadon didn't because canon sucks. Bring back legends. That's a hot take for the day. <laughs> okay, but Momo and Nadon make a little boys from his, the, the, the flesh of his enemies. At least he's getting acknowledged. <laughs> yeah, his beautiful little boys from the flesh. I don't know. We don't have know. to move on. Staff. <laughs> uh, Tibor. Tybor, I don't know, one of the bounty hunters that he hires, blasts down the door to Jabba's palace, because uh, apparently that was that easy. The power's been cut, but Jabba built the palace with ultraviolet luminous stone, and huts can see an ultraviolet. Yeah, so I wonder if that will be an important actually. plot point later on. I genuinely, I read this and I was like, I don't think that's important, because it's really I... hard to know what it's really hard to know what important details are in these books. <laughs> so I also... There's so much bullshit in every paragraph, it's like, I... which one of these is gonna... <laughs> I would never want to see an ultraviolet light swept around Jabba's palace is all I can say. Right? 
That's vile. No, they're hermaphroditic. There are so That's many more people in Java's palace than just Java. Fair, okay. Uh, he finds CB99 locked in some closet somewhere and reveals that the will was inside the droid all along. Cute ball um, 99. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, Luke, Ken, and the droids are safely inside a sand crawler on the way back to Moss Eisley. By the time they get back, it's so late even the cantina is closed. But apparently they can still reach Han's party in time. <laughs> uh, but just as they're about to re- reach the wide wing, two bounty hunters appear. They want Ken. Unfortunately, they're both idiots and Luke kills them immediately. R.I.P. Um, and then they get the hell off of Tatooine. And I, am, I'm at I mean, the they're in a wide wing, so they like slowly make their yeah. way off Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> uh the reason that these bounty hunters appear is for exposition that Trioculus is looking for Ken and that he knows he's with Luke. Uh, that's why that happens. Um, Luke asks Ken if he knows why Trioculus is after him and Ken says he has no idea. Luke insists that Ken actually does know and it would be irregular for him to hide the truth from an officer of the Rebel Alliance. Very irregular indeed. <laughs> this is how Luke speaks now. Luke? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's a Luke read child. like one book. <laughs> that is a dumbass, like ten year old. What are you doing? Unfortunately, Luke is right. <laughs> Ken reveals that he's a threat to Trioculus because he knows too much about him, but he can't reveal any of this knowledge to Luke because he promised. Even though Luke is his dedicated guardian and protector, which Luke just keeps bringing up. <laughs> Shut up, Luke! You barely know this kid. I assume because who knows what time is happening. This is really traumatizing for Ken, and I don't want to feel sympathetic to Ken, but I do. When when Din Djarin picks up a random kid and is like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm never going to leave you alone. It's cute. But when Luke does it, it's like, shut the fuck up, Luke. Well, because that's because Luke doesn't Luke actually like him. In his face. No. Luke is just like, hey, give me your force knowledge. And is just being a jerk about it. Yeah. I mean, Din and Grogu also, like, did productive stuff together, whereas so far all Luke and Ken have done is figured out that the lost city of the Jedi was actually just a weather control machine. Oh my god, I forgot about that. It was that. lost. Um, speaking of time being fake, they're already at Bespin now, I guess. Uh, Luke explains gas giants to Ken, who probably knows more about them than Luke, because he actually raids. Ken means Lando. <laughs> <laughs> Ken meets Lando, who explains that oh they call God, the brown haze. <laughs> the brown haze around Cloud City is called Braze for brown haze. <laughs> Hold on. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> this pollution is becoming a real problem in Cloud City. Cloud City's gone through an industrial haze. revolution, so now there's braze everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's braze everywhere. Uh, and somebody points out that brown haze is incredibly irregular. <laughs> <laughs> the number of times that Lando says the word braze in this chapter is so uncomfortable. I <laughs> I have Did been... I write this book? <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to do about any of this. Uh, so the braze is Trioculus's fault, obviously, because of mining. Because that's what the Empire does. They mine stuff. Uh, Lando politely sent him two texts asking him to please stop, but Trioculus <laughs> doesn't sent understand. Him we see him two messages which i assume it just takes um hey you up <laughs> yeah one of them was just like an emoji please 
Just a grumpy face emoji. (laughs) (laughs) And like the poop emoji. (laughs) It's the braise. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, poop emoji plus cloud emoji (laughs) equals braise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Triangulus doesn't understand please or politeness and instead threatened to invade Cloud City uh, because he's a nice guy. Anyways, who cares about all that stuff? That's unimportant because they've got a party to get to and there's plenty of Zoochberry juice to be had. <laughs> Lando says he'll be around later. He's got to deal with some business, which may or may not be important. Who the fuck knows? Um, it's a rocking party. And at the center of it all is Leia lounging on a giant fancy floating pillow, which is reserved just for her. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what the fuck? I thought they were broken up. What is she doing? So I, but apparently she's got a fancy reserved pillow in the middle of his house. Um, it's complicated. Sure, <laughs> It might not be broken. They might have gotten back together at the end of the last book. No, because they keep referencing that he's a bachelor in this book. So yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, he's not married, but they're dating. But bachelor just implies you're not married. I A bachelor pad very much implies that you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this is the 90s, Saf. Just because they're dating, they live separately because they're a good, wholesome couple. That's not That's not what they're... Because you they're would upset here. Star Wars Jesus if you... <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi? You would upset Boba Fett. partner. You would have said Boba Fett. Boba Fett's the one who's like, oh, no. Yeah. We have to talk a... about that someday that's not now. <laughs> Wait, did anyone reveal what book that's from? Because I gotta know which author that Tales was. Was Thomas it Karen Palace. Travis? It's Tales of Jobs Palace, I think. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't Karen Travis? Damn it. Was I think it was gonna be Karen Travis. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the, I think it, that's the book where, where Boba Fett is like, yeah, sex between people who, who aren't married is immoral. <laughs> <laughs> Tales from Jabba's Palace, aka the prequel to this book. So we should do that one next. <laughs> um, beneath her chair is Han, who's opening gifts, pouring drinks, blah blah blah. He keeps running off to check on the feast he's cooking because, dude, you you're hosting. Just pay for catering; it's fine. Um, but Chewie, who is an amazing friend, puts on an apron, which I assume says "Kiss the Wookie," and takes over cooking. Um, Okay, but think of think of Bashon and Chewie in an apron cooking, right? Because that's right. a dream, a dream boat. Oh my How? god, Chewie is very I mean, handsome. It is, but there's. Manga. I just started. I told to... you, I wasn't joking about handsome Chewie. There's definitely stray furs in all of the food, though. Yeah, it's fine. Don't. He's wearing a really big hair. I've had long <laughs> a body-sized hair. hairnet. He's wearing a I've, hazmat suit. <laughs> I've had long hair all of my life. There has been plenty of hair in my food. I, you get over it. I live with two dogs who shed yeah, all the time. Get, I have to get fully accept it. that I'm. I've eaten my own hair and a bunch of dog hair. So <laughs> is Chewbacca fine. edible? <laughs> you got to shave him. I was about to say something really terrible. Um, please continue. <laughs> um, 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 oh god. No, I uh, need, Han- I need, I have to hear what Matt You can't say that and then drop yeah. it. We're, You've we're gotta not, say it. We're not gonna just pr- drop that bomb and move on from it. <laughs> Meg. <laughs> Meg, Meg. Yourself. I don't think Meg could get it out. That's what she said. Shit. Listeners for the record, uh, Meg is we, muted and losing yeah, it. <laughs> we broke Meg. We broke Meg. She's gonna say something really horny about Chewbacca, I bet. <laughs> She's nodding. <laughs> there it is. There it is. 
We got it. <laughs> Meg, <laughs> Meg what, so what very horny thing were you going to say about Chewbacca? I, oh my God, it was so, <laughs> it was, to be fair, you're thinking about handsome Chewbacca right now. So. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but like, it was so like reactionary. <laughs> I really had no, like it was pulled from deep in my psyche. <laughs> you're increasing the argument for telling us <laughs> what it was you were going to say. You're not going to get out of this one, Meg. <laughs> Oh my god! This is one of those uh, therapy strategies, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> hide your head crying, in your hands, crying about Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> hide your head in your hands and cry until the subject gets changed. <laughs> no, okay, I do that in therapy, um, but it's usually I usually end up then saying something really stupid. Who um, among us? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh I was it's it's not that bad. In the moment <laughs> I felt like it was very bad. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you know, why don't you just let us be the judges of that so we can all was, move on? <laughs> I was I was just going to say that <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> with that meat, I could be fed for months. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That is good. <laughs> that was just the reaction from deep within my soul. <laughs> and now I'm so going to go back has on you. learned some stuff about herself today. I already knew this about myself. <laughs> Um, so back to the book Han teaches Leia the space pirate boogie I feel like this will definitely be an important fact later Um, he gets the band to play an old Iranian song for Leia because he thinks it'll make her happy but she just starts crying instead (laughs) and then she gets a coughing fit from the braze (laughs) most awkward party ever Uh, Han's trying to like re-woo her and then this keeps happening uh, and then he's like, I know what will fix this. We'll just raise the sky house higher out of the braze. And Leia's like, you can't just keep, you can't just keep running away from things. And he's like, that's an, oh, this is a grand Corellian tradition. And I will keep doing it <laughs> until I run out of air and I choke to death. Um, finally, Luke arrives with Han's housewarming gift in tow. Han immediately asks Kate to show off her modern house cleaning techniques and so she disintegrates a stain with a vaporizing beam. Um, she also flirts with Han, who tells Leia she's going to have to get used to him living with another woman now. <laughs> Make you muted. This, this might be the most. I thought this might be the most disaster couple that they have been that we've I seen thought, them so far. I thought Han was like, "I'm going to fuck around," but he was referring to the droid. Yeah, he was like, "I'm living with a house cleaning droid." Now, I was like, and- "Jesus Christ, Han." <laughs> No, and then Leia's like, don't worry, no, I don't have anything to be worried about. Um, so, I don't know, they're, they're, they're doing something. <clears throat> um, Leia gives Ken some macro binoculars, I guess, to keep the kid occupied, so he can look out at the cloudscape, and he notices a Huttian spaceship. 
the Zolber Express is here, I guess. Oh, but not the party, okay. don't worry. <laughs> and Chip is like, how do you know it's a Huddian spaceship? Like, because I read books. Ken's like, spaceships are actually my special interests. I know all about them. <laughs> yeah, good for Ken, honestly. Uh, Zorba's ship is old as fuck and falling apart. Is that important? I have no idea. These books are filled with so many unnecessary details. <laughs> <laughs> Zorba's first stop. They also they also write out like the the uh, the sound effects of this ship as stuff like squeege and stuff like that. Like it it makes you very aware of what this ship sounds like. Squeege yeah. is not exactly the sound that I uh, imagine when I think of no. the spaceship. No, but that's the sounds that's the ship how is you making. Know, that's how you know it's an old spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Only old spaceships do that. Zorba's first stop is Jabba's old Holiday Towers Hotel and Casino because he wants the pass that's right. to Jabba's. Jabba the Hutt at, at a Holiday Towers Hotel and Casino on Cloud City. <laughs> yeah, this is an important fact that everybody clearly knew. Um <laughs> The droid clerk, who Zorba is extremely rude to, informs him that the hotel and casino belongs to Governor Lando Calrissian now. So Zorba governor. is meeting with him. Yeah, he's a governor. Governor. Um, Lando finds Zorba at a buck table losing because Zorba just can't have a win today. Zorba demands... I don't know why I keep writing Zorba's name. Zorba oh. demands that Lando move out of the penthouse suite because he's taking everything back or else. Lando knows that there's no way to reason with the hut. You have to trick them, outsmart them, or wound their pride. But Lando also knows a bad Zabak player when he sees one, so he challenges Zorba to a game with the casino and hotel as prize. Bro, you really gotta stop doing this! <laughs> Lando even thinks about when he lost the Falcon to Han. He's like, don't no! worry. <laughs> No. He's like, but I'm a better Zabak player now. I know all about Zabak. I'm even the best player on Cloud City. Uh, how could he possibly lose? Zorba forces him to do a spit shake, which just seems unsanitary in this day and age. Uh, Zorba also insists on using his deck, which gets CB99 to show off his JTHW file, <laughs> creatively named for Jabba the Hutt's will. Okay, I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's a recording of Jabba saying, since he has no wife and kids, sad face, everything will go to his dear daddy when he dies. Because that's that seems like how a will works. Anyways, Lando yeah, accepts that Lando accepts that this will is probably genuine and that so Zorba can use his Sabak deck. And he searches the for anything untoward but finds nothing. Is it possible that it's not a rigged deck? Maybe Zorba's not a bad person. Uh, however, Lando then loses every single round because he has no idea that the cards have special ultraviolet marks on them. That's relevant. <laughs> That's not even uh, sci-fi. That's like a modern way to cheat. Yeah, but like Zorba doesn't have to wear any fancy shit to see the ultraviolet box because he can just yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think that's something that Lando would check for, but whatever. Uh, so very sadly, Lando picks up his things. He packs up his things and he's ready to leave Cloud City for the last time. And that's where this book leaves off. It's such a good cliffhanger. And now, <laughs> Governor Zorba the Hutt was running the hotel casino and all of Cloud City. <laughs> Amazing. Lando really needs to stop doing that. Both Lando and Han. Fuck stop beating on things. Stop doing it. Go to therapy. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. This is truly a sentence I never thought I would say. <laughs> 
I am glad that this was rewritten and Papa the Hut exists. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's not like Jabba's dad, I guess, but like, I'm just really glad things are different. <laughs> Also, I just found the one portion of these chapters that I highlighted, and you didn't didn't even mention Steph, but Akbar was at Han's housewarming party too. Oh yeah, he had sad he's like eyes. Talking about military strategy, he has sad eyes. He's talking about military strategy, and no one wants to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing like, in front of the oh. band. <laughs> I love. Uh, him. Always talks about civil war history. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> I love him so much. Stop going to parties, babe. Just stay home. <laughs> he wanted to congratulate Hot on his new house. Wrong. That was the wrong move. <laughs> <laughs> now he has to deal with the braze. Now uh, you gotta deal with the braze. Like, he's already a sensitive creature. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that seems bad for a fish, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are bad for fish, should we do listening <laughs> questions? Yeah, this is very yes. bad for me. <laughs> Last week, we asked, what would get Obi-Wan off of Tatooine for season two? We answered this, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Brooke said, Haja shows up on Tatooine bringing news of a plot by the Grand Inquisitor, who is now more dark sidey and has a longer head to reflect that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're to say it. You're right. <laughs> to find and kidnap four sensitive children who use the path. Haja hints heavily that Leia may be in danger and Obi-Wan agrees to come. Haja just wants to make out with him. Yeah, Haja just wants to hang out with Luke. Yeah. He's like, how can I not Luke? Oh, he, just, he absolutely does not want to hang out with Luke. He's like, who's this child. weird little kid? I've already had to deal with one sassy child today. Who's this Let's fucking dweeb? <laughs> Play with his little spaceship. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Jason. <laughs> Obi-Wan discovers that the <laughs> Chandrila Starline crew of the Halcyon is having a coupon day <laughs> <laughs> and he knows it's of critical importance that he see the amenities along the way he runs into fellow passengers cornhorn and thrawn who are returning from batu oh, like that, together that might be my least favorite sentence that has ever been constructed <laughs> and i just read the first four chapters of zorba the hot's revenge <laughs> congratulations jay <laughs> Everything oh about God. made the worst vile. thing I've read in a very long time. It's so it's so grim. It's so grim. <laughs> the idea of him doing a tie-in to the fucking cruise line in a TV show is really funny. Specifically, Obi-Wan TV show. Yeah. <laughs> like the saddest character in all of Star Wars. I just coupon. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I hope you were channeling the lawyer from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Who, yeah. who was just like, I guess we'll, we'll give him coupons. Coupon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yubzy said Obi-Wan will realize he left his keys on Alderaan and have to go back to pick them up. <laughs> We've oh, all been so there, Obi-Wan. It's true. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. So relatable. Bale's like, oh, did you need something? He's like, no, nah, I just I left my keys. I got my keys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out again. Bye. <laughs> X-Wings in History said Obi-Wan will be called off Tatooine by his old friends Nija Halcyon. And <laughs> no! Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to... This is just the torture. You I don't know how to pronounce it. Club. Yeah. To hunt down some weird mask-wearing dark Jedi 
led by hideous nose vampire Nikos Tiras. Tiras. Mm -hmm. These aren't real characters, right? I'm not like no, they are. Names. They, um, are. they are. These real are 100% yeah, Legends yeah. characters. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but not ones we've read. No. Uh, that was that you've read. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe assumption. Us as an entity, as a podcast. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, we briefly mentioned uh, Neha Halcyon and Yelenic Itkla in I Jedi. There's no about someone named Yelenic Itkla, and I don't remember that. Am I Whoa, we face. Was? I don't know. Who knows? It's anyway, claw. that is a creature. Oh, yeah, in history, he was in history. He was in Jedi. Okay, we have talked about Idclaw. <laughs> the whole operation ends up going tilt up, but it all becomes a useful part of Cornhorn's backstory in the third Rogue Squadron movie, release date huh. 2028. Disgusting. Disgusting. Everything you just said, X Wings, was gross. Yeah. Why does everyone hate us this week? <laughs> what did we do to deserve this? What did we ever do? What did we ever do to deserve We've this? never done anything bad in our entire lives. We have done so much to deserve this. <laughs> no, we've already been punished for all this of that. This is long overdue. <laughs> we have, we've already been punished for all of that. There's cannon corn. The, rewind to 30 minutes ago we were discussing whether or not Newt Gunray is edible. Yeah. <laughs> we that are... discussion was fine. <laughs> X-Wings in History also said after we said from the brand account that the answer just your answer can't be Leia. <laughs> they said <laughs> okay, but what if it's like three years before the Battle of Yavin and it's Leia's first date and Bale just wants someone to keep a discreet eye on her. That's I like that. That's very funny. It's like a teen romance That's comedy with Obi-Wan as like the chaperone. It does not make up for what he previously said. No. <laughs> yeah, it does not fix your previous <laughs> Yeah. Dylan said, Bale gets Obi off tattooing again in another missing person situation. One of Bale's informants has vanished after poking too much at Crimson Dawn and Obi has to sneak around to rescue said informant so that Maul doesn't realize he's alive in order to preserve Rebel's canon. Slapstick shenanigans ensue with Obi-Wan always just being out of Maul's line of sight throughout the whole show. Bale's informant is successfully rescued and it's Dex. There's has similar energy to uh, them not being able to have Anakin meet uh, Grievous. You know, Grievous during the Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because of one line. Uh, yeah. George Lucas. I don't like it. Liam said in season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan is called to action once more by Cody. And what begins as a mission to rescue defecting clones spirals into a mystery that will shape the future of the galaxy. That's what I want. I would be it's happy like with legitimate that. Legitimate promo copy there, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's legit. I would watch that show. <laughs> I mean, I would too, but I would not. But uh, it sounds like a good show. <laughs> this next I just response don't watch... is also legitimate promo copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of legitimate promo copy, that makes me want to immediately watch a show. Matthew McKinney said. <laughs> If he thought Luke left the planet to a place called Tatooine before remembering he's tripping balls and recalls he's in a poor spot right now and has to bite the bullet. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Matthew, were you tripping balls? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> 
Uh, Gabrielle said he found out the death sticks guy fell off the speeder wagon and he has to help him get back home and rethink his life. Oh, that's very lovely. <laughs> I unironically like that. That's cute. Yeah. yeah. Bentham's icon said he forgot his beard trimmer in the Jedi Temple. <laughs> Girl, you're gonna have to buy a new one. Yeah. You just mm. gotta buy a new one. At you that can't point. go back that, to that temple. Hey, <laughs> no beard trimmer is that good. <laughs> is worth going back to Coruscant, back into the Jedi Temple no. where all of your friends and kids were slaughtered. No Wait, have you seen Obi Wan's beard? Fair. I don't yeah. know. Getting caught by Palpatine because he needed your beard trimmer is really embarrassing. You can just use a knife. Um, <laughs> I don't think yeah, it's but worth the risk. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's one of those guys who, like, now that he has the beard, he can't be without it. Mm. Yeah. He can't go back because he's, he's so much better with it. There's no going You know, back. he would be way easier to not identify. <laughs> I don't know why I put it shaved. that way. If, if he, he just shaved, shaved his face, yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> just counterpoint he, he looks hotter with the beard yeah he does look that. hotter with a beard but i also... actually really like you and mcgregor sans beard so <laughs> i like him I, both ways i know i'm an outlier in this if he changed his last name stopped wearing the jedi robes <laughs> <James> <laughs> <Yeah>. beard. <laughs> there are truly so many other things he could do <laughs> to improve his cover <laughs> worst hide and seek player ever <laughs> Um, at Sultry Winter said, someone else misplaces a child, probably kidnapped by Maul looking for another apprentice. But Maul never actually realized it's Kenobi after him and just thinks there's some really grumpy guy named Ben chasing him across the galaxy. <laughs> I love that. Like, who's this Ben? Who the fuck is this? This weird Ben guy who keeps dressing like a jail. What the fuck's wrong with him? <laughs> I've never made a Ben before. Ben. Jason Flat said, Lawrence is in big trouble. You know, the triplet. Wait, what what is this a reference to? It's just like Luke and Leia have a secret triplet and that's who's now in danger. Right. And then it's Lawrence. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what? Legends would do that. I had to Google that because I legitimately believe that that was a legend. Lawrence plot. Skywalker. <laughs> I, I believe that could have been true. <laughs> Lawrence Skywalker. I really hate it. I hate Lawrence Skywalker so much. Right. It's just as like a basic ass name as Luke is, but it's somehow so much worse. <laughs> it's like it's way too formal for the Skywalker name, Lawrence. Uh, anyway. Thank you for that laugh, Jason. Xander Strickland said, too much of Teen Luke's shit. (laughs) He just dips. He's out of there. You know what? This little shit isn't worth it anymore. (laughs) Adam Ashford said, joining a jizz band and going on tour. No. I refuse to leave Obi-Wan. What do you think Joby Wan plays in the jizz band, though? I was just about to type that as this week's question. (laughs) I don't know many jizz instruments. (laughs) There's the jizz clarinet and the jizz drum. We we have to we have to we have to move on. Oh, you don't want to talk about the jizz trumpet? No, I don't want to talk about the jizz trumpet. Dizzy. <laughs> the jizz horn. 
I don't want to talk about jizz trumpets. I really do not. Maybe it's because I haven't had dinner yet, but I just got really dizzy laughing. <laughs> we have to I'm move gonna on. I'm going to die here. I'm going to die at the end of the episode. Because of Dizzy's a rogue portrait episode. <laughs> now that'd be a sick rogue pod cliffhanger. Well, you, you, put, no, you put on the gravestone. <laughs> you put on the gravestone. Cause of death. Rogue Podrin episode uh, one hundred and eighty-four. Season twenty-four, mission two. And then you got to put the the timestamp. <laughs> Jedi, yes. Prince, of death. Jedi Prince colon the third it's, it's, it's the jizz trumpet discussion it's the jizz <laughs> trumpet discussion that did make it I got up for two seconds and came back <laughs> it went exactly the way you thought it would God. Uh, also said Cody which is simple and Cody true. could yeah full of pandering to Seth Ricky Church said a chance run in a most easily night <laughs> on a most easily night out forces him to hide for a week or so it's, they included a very funny uh image of <laughs> Obi-Wan and Maul recognizing each other from across the restaurant <laughs> that is a that is such a good episode of it's always sunny <laughs> Is a great movie. B, yeah. B said, no reason because we don't need a season two. Season one ended perfectly. Wow. Okay. Coming yeah. in here with the facts. And that's not all we're here for. <laughs> we're here for a hot take. It's just Star a take. Conversation. <laughs> Funky J said he got a free voucher from Ben and Terry's for Tauntaun flavored ice cream, but it's only available on Hoth. You know, I would, I would leave a planet for special edition ice cream. I don't know about Tauntaun flavored ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't think about what the actual flavor was. Yeah, I know it smells bad, so we can only assume. I just don't know about it. Like, I, I like, I, you know. It's made specifically for Wampas. That's great. Why does Obi-Wan have a coupon for it? Too many coupons. <laughs> so many yeah, coupons happening. So, so many. Obi-Wan just our... turns into a middle-aged white mom in his uh, in his later years. Listen, is, you don't even have part. to be middle-aged. <laughs> My father always had a coupon box. This is Rogue Padron's episode of Extreme Couponing. <laughs> I love that. Extreme idea. Couponing on the Zorba Express. Oh, <laughs> right. There's also the Zorba. A lot of capitalism happening. To me. Yeah, truly. <laughs> uh, Liz said a Dexter Jester booty call. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I would also leave Tatooine for that. I mean, I'd leave Tatooine immediately, period. Yeah, I would leave Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just leave Tatooine. Your job is just... to watch over Luke Skywalker for 20 years. Yeah, no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. That's I cute. Think, Get Yoda to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think my answer here is because it's Tatooine. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what gets him off Tatooine. Yeah, bye. Tatooine. Jordan said he's running away from a ghost with an image of Ghost Qui Gon. Yeah, yeah. It turns out Obi Wan's got a deep fear of ghosts, <laughs> which he only realizes when Qui Gon appears. 
Obi Wan was afraid of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine you just discovering that ghosts actually exist. <laughs> yeah, imagine so if his funny. reaction, imagine if his reaction to Ghost Qui Gon was to like turn and run and scream, and be like, just, "Oh no, ah! no, oh no, I'm not about to get haunted." <laughs> Yeah, I don't mess with the undead. <laughs> no, you are done. <laughs> Starts running. Oh boy. Andrew White said Corky after Bo Katan tells him the truth. No. Okay. <laughs> the, I'm glad, the, the implication I'm glad this being meant something to someone else. <laughs> the implication being that Corky, that one Mandalorian kid who's Satine's nephew. Oh, Clone Wars is actually Obi. It's a very popular fan theory that I hate. Um, it's actually Obi Wan's son. Corky sucks. I vaguely remember him from. Yeah, Clone Wars. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Uh, Paul said Yoda throws the best barbecue. On Dagobah? No. Yeah, it's, Yoda, it's frog Yoda, It's all frogs. Which, granted, Yoda I've had frog legs is... before and they're good, but yeah. still. Yeah, Yoda would not. So happy to never see another person or living thing ever again. Yeah, I think Yoda is honestly in like his favorite years of his life, just chilling out in a swamp. He just gets to be an insane, dealing with all the shit. Yeah, he is no longer a Jedi and therefore living his best life. (laughs) I mean, he gets to be a weird fucking gremlin in the swamp. I think that's all he's ever wanted. That's all I've ever wanted. He spends every day waking up and being like, oh my God, I can't believe this all happened with Vader and Palpatine. But then looking around and being like, eh. Yeah, but I'm, like, I'm in my mud house <laughs> in the middle of a swamp. Maybe nobody else best. is here. <laughs> this is actually pretty chill. <laughs> Felix he said, with the seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> Felix said, a deep disagreement with Jawas over the quality of Cooper Inga. That seems really petty, Obi-Wan. Yeah. That 100% says copper, not Cooper, but... <laughs> I was wondering if anyone else is going to say that. <laughs> I'm not looking. <laughs> Far be it for me to judge anyone after the doomed city of Aquarius mishap. <laughs> it was doomed! <laughs> yeah. 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 It was doomed! It was doomed! It was doomed. I was this right! Is not- Cooper. <laughs> uh, Dinner leader said Hal Horn showed up to Jabim. No, the listening attack of the uh, attack of the clones, Anakin, for you De- immediately yeah. for that. Yeah, no, immediately. Yeah, illegal, illegal. It's fucking. Ever said five words: road trip with Dexter Jetster. So many yes. Dex answers. I really appreciate yeah. it. And finally, Matt Appleby said, breakfast, Mustafarian French toast in the shape of Vader's helmet. Uh... <laughs> pretty, pretty dark. Do you <laughs> know dark. Vader's on Mustafar? <laughs> Isn't that where Vader's dream house is? Vader's dream house. <laughs> he goes to Mustafar and he starts, he gets this French toast. He's like, hang on, something feels wrong about all of this. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Vader's Sky Castle. Sky Castle. Is yeah. that actually called that? No, it's not in the sky. Vader's Princess Castle. <laughs> his pretty Princess Castle. Yeah. No, wait, his pretty Princess Palace. Oh, that's even better. 
Hell yeah. Imagine if Vader's palace was all pink and sparkly, though. It'd be beautiful. Palpatine would be so mad. I really want that for him. I really want that for Anakin. Palpatine would be like, no, these aren't Sith vibes. No, you have to be more angsty. (laughs) He's like, like, pink is just a shade of red. And red. It's just a lightish red. It's Sith. (laughs) I'm giving my Bodhi to Gabrielle for the Death Sticks guy because I think that's cute. I'm giving Jay a glistening Halcyon Star Cruiser wearing Mickey Mouse ears. (laughs) (laughs) Cursed. (laughs) Uh, My body's obviously going to Liam for the Cody answer. Um. My Bodhi is going to go to Jordan because I love the idea of Obi-Wan being afraid of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so funny. I should have ghosts and he just books it. What did you think was going to happen, Obi-Wan? How did you think Qui-Gon was communicating with you? <laughs> and Wait, is there any frozen? Maybe. Yeah. We were all waiting on Danny, but they're frozen. Danny could just be having a good time. They look happy. Yeah, at least they're frozen in happiness. That's um, that's all we can really ask. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of any of our lives. If we're going to be they frozen. Were, they went out with a smile. Oh, God. <laughs> Why am I dying in this episode? <laughs> Uh, this this week we're asking you who are you hoping to see in the droid fest lineup this year oh i want to see that band from um star from, waver um, yeah star waver, star waver. Star waver. me i want to play in droid fest <laughs> oh fuck yeah <laughs> um I no, that's my dash- answer too i want to see ash i want dashboard confessional at droid fest <laughs> <laughs> i want daft punk at droid fest oh shit, that's, that's not I hope, okay, this is very dark, but I kind of hope that Daft Punk plays Droid Fest, but then the droids find out they're not really droids and then they like... <laughs> they riot. They're, they're imposters. Right. Oh, yeah. That would be such a fun little comic or something. That would be cute. They like toss them out. <laughs> Daft Punk playing a music festival for droids. <laughs> hey, you're not really a droid. <laughs> it's just a helmet. What the fuck? <laughs> I think it'd be cute. <laughs> oh, this is this is my job now. Um, I say as I go to drink a big cup of water. <laughs> That's also everyone's <laughs> job. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Uh, it's important. If you haven't had any water or water listening to this episode, go drink some water right now. Do it. Anyways, you can answer this week's listener question at our Twitter at Rogue Quadrant. Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. If you want to support some struggling podcasters, I don't know if that's us. Uh, you we can are subscribe struggling. to us on Patreon. We are struggling. <laughs> we are struggling. <laughs> uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash roguepodron. And you can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, please. We love them and we love you. Thank you. All right. Next time on Rogue Podron. Is Jedi Prince, colon, the Zorba the Hutt's <laughs> revenge return? Yeah. All those uh, <laughs> Part two. The, the return rest. of Zorba the Hutt's revenge. <laughs> the return of Zorba, Zorba the Hutt's more revenge. revenge. Uh, to part- Zorba to revenge. 
to Zorba to revenge. Um, and with that, after all of that, this is Rogue Quadrant <laughs> signing off. Pash out. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Zorba, I appreciate the hearing the course of this uh, Zoom call. The host has changed like three times. <laughs> 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 Anyway, mm. yeah, tonight on Rogue Quadrant. Uh, <laughs> All right, there's a dog in front of me. He needs to be aggressively pet before we can. Uh, okay. Before we can start. <laughs> I guess not tonight. Otherwise, he'll cry at me for 45 minutes. Listen, tomorrow I, night on Rogue Quadrant. I try Go. to do that, Go. and it doesn't work. Go, don't. People have Hello. no pity on me. <laughs> Someone's displeased. I told you. <laughs> Someone's having some feelings there. Uh, did you just tell him that you're not actually a, a presumed widow? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You're a real widow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the darker other half of like Wedge's type is that he either dates women whose husbands suddenly show up still alive or they, end, they find the body and confirm the death. <laughs> <laughs> while wedge while and, like something's going on between yeah. them but like not officially and yet. suddenly wedge is like i know you just got like some really bad news but is this a good time to tell you that i'm also suddenly not into you anymore yeah hey Aww. hey girl hey girl um i see that your husband's actually dead now <laughs> so <laughs> it's just it's not gonna work out <laughs> has to be presumed can't be confirmed no confirmed. can't be confirmed because then the thrill's gone. Anyway, that's dark. Woo! Tonight on Rogue Padre. <laughs> <laughs>